You're listening to Fanholes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those at? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. (laughs) I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. uh, We are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman. (laughs) It is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. (laughs) (laughs) We do a podcast? What the fuck? Peterwin, alert! What is it, Scoop? Fan Holes Podcast, the pop culture podcast made for the fans by the fans, is starting up. Great galaxies, we can't miss this. Come on, Scoop, let's try convert to vehicle mode and get a move on. Well, leader one, why would I convert to scooter form when I could just fly there faster as a robot? Because fuck you, that's why! Hey guys, this is going to be a very, very gobo-rific episode of Fan Holes Podcast. So, hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and I'm joined by a large contingent of my fellow Fan Holes. So, everybody, before we get started, why don't you give a shout-out and let everybody know who's here. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, it's Mike Thunderwing. Hey, this is Tony and Scooter. (laughs) Hey, this is Jan Airhammer. I know I'll regret this, but here goes nothing. Uh, yeah, Jan's here with us too. So, so we're all we're all talking GoBots tonight. And the main reason why we've all gathered this evening is we're mainly going to discuss the feature film GoBots: Battle of the Rock Lords, which was, uh, you know, obviously it was produced by Hanna Barbera, just like the regular Challenge of the GoBot series. But this was released by. Clubhouse Pictures in 1986, and if you may remember, uh, they also had a hand in releasing the He-Man, She-Ra, Secret of the Sword movie, and I know I saw that movie in the theaters, and I also saw Battle of the Rock Lords in movie theaters, much like my good secret brother Tony Jackson. We were just discussing that we had both seen Battle of the Rock Lords in the theaters, and we're still here, so how about that? There wasn't a lot to do in 1986 at that time, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I, I did not get to see Transformers in the movie in theaters, but I did get to see Battle of the fucking Rock Lords. So take that, haters. Take that. Um, Me yeah. and Derek got beat up every day at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I you know, basically we're going to mainly focus on the movie, but I thought maybe I'd, I'd ask some icebreaker questions of the group just about GoBots in general, because I know we, I, I think we were kind of jonesing to talk about GoBots a little bit. I know Tony had, had done some top ten lists with some favorite GoBot toys and what have you, so we this kind of sprung out of that, and, and we were kind of wanting to, to sink our teeth into GoBots, and we decided we'd focus it into the Battle of the Rock Lords film, but just sort of going around to the group and everything, 
do you remember like the first time you became acquainted with GoBots? And since I'm already sort of starting a dialogue with with Mr. Tony Jackson, like we'll start with you. Like, do you remember like kind of when you first were introduced to GoBots? Um, yeah, actually, I I saw them in the stores before I saw Transformers, and yeah, yeah they they actually got released first, and like they're these little bitty dudes. And say what you will about them. I know some people are fans, some people are not. But when you first see them as a kid, you're like, these are fucking awesome. You know, you're like, yeah. they turn into, like, vehicles and they're robots and everything. And, like, that, that that really kind of began my love of the, like, transforming robot genre, if you will. But, like, yeah, my, my first GoBot was Spacey. He sucked balls, but he was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he was cool to me at the time. He was a, he was a little space shuttle that turned into uh, uh, a robot, obviously. I got a few more GoBots over the years, but I, I will admit it, when Transformers did hit, I quickly turned to the, uh, Takara side of the force. But, no, I mean, I, I don't, I never, I never had this hatred for GoBots that a lot of people did, where they were just like, GoBots suck, they're like knockoffs. I'm like, nah, man, they're like, they're like a franchise in Japan, they're Machine Robo, they're by Bandai, they're, they're quality toys, I mean... They just didn't hit as big over here as Transformers. They did. They did do a pretty good competition for a while, though. They they did kind of go neck and neck for a little while. It's funny that you mentioned that because I did kind of want to bring that up at least because from from my perspective, even as a little kid, I get into fights on the playground where people would be like Transformers, like GoBots are knockoffs, kind of like what you're saying, or you know Transformers came first, and I was always kind of like. Well, no, man. I I saw these toys, and not that Wikipedia is ever so reliable, but I did double check it, and I was looking it up. And I mean, basically, I mean, if you go by like Diaclone or something, then yeah, Transformers were around long before Machine Robo. But I mean, if you just go by you know American release, like you were talking about, like me and you, Tony, obviously we saw GoBots in the stores at least a year before we saw Transformers in the stores. So, for, for, from my perspective, I was always like, well, they can't be knockoffs if they came first, you know? Like, that was always kind of, like, my attitude about it. But, you know, I guess I guess yeah. different people probably have different takes on it and stuff like that. It's me, Leader One, from the Challenge of the GoBots. Remember? Challenge of the GoBots? Never even heard of that. What's that, one of those gay dance shows? Uh, no, it was a regular show. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was that ripoff of our show. Actually, our show came out before your show did, so it makes you guys the ripoffs. <laughs> All right. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Um, I, I see a uh, big spindly nose cone of doom staring at me on the avatar screen. I'm going to go over to Brian and ask him what his first introduction to GoBots was, because I imagine it might be very different from, from mine and Tony's. Yeah, I don't remember the absolute first time I ever saw them. I do know that there is photographic evidence, though, of me and like uh, on a birthday, I believe, and I got <laughs> Optimus Prime and Leader One at the same time. What is it so like I a blackmail blackmail photo? Like you're not a true Transformers fan because <laughs> there's a photo of you with like Leader One or something? Yeah, they 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 uh, kidnapped my cat and sent me that, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like you want to see your cat Mr. admit Mr. that you're a GoBot lover? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Whiskers will not like be you. released until until you. <laughs> Um, At least you got so, one of the cool ones first, though. Yeah, and it was like the uh, Super Cobot, oh, right? So it was yeah, like the cool. four or five inches tall one. And then, um, like, I remember the cartoon as well, but what I remember is, like, um, where I lived in Iowa, you know, I was watching Transformers and G.I. Joe and whatnot. But, like, uh, like, occasionally we'd go to Missouri to visit my grandmother, 
and absolutely hated my grandmother's house. And, like, this town of Missouri was so, like, small. It was, like, probably, like, four or 500 people. And it was so run down and cruddy. And we are always there on the weekends, so I'd be trying to watch, like, cartoons on, on Sunday morning. And, like, to fit in with the cruddiness of the town, I remember all I could ever find was, like, super, super cruddy cartoons, too. So, like, the only time I ever watched GoBots was at my grandma's house. I was like, man, grandma's house sucks. <laughs> so I, that, that's really my only remember, uh, memory of the cartoon as well. What are you watching today, Brian? I'm watching GoBots and Kissy Fur. <laughs> Don't you talk shit about Kissy Fur. Grandma, <laughs> no. Don't talk shit about Kissy Fur. <laughs> Kissy Fur is awesome. All right. Um, so I guess moving down the line, we got Mike staring at me with some big bug eyes. Is that is that marbles? What the fuck yes, is that? Yes, it's, on mar- it's marbles. It's, his toy looks completely <laughs> different from what he does in the movie. He looks like he looks like the dude from fucking Twilight Zone that like looks was like... gonna make the the recipe for man. It's like freaking. You know, I was thinking like he was like the leader fuck. or something. I, I thought <laughs> it was David Hyde Pierce. I was just... <laughs> Wow. So, so what about you, Mike? Like, what was your first introduction to to GoBots as a franchise in general? I think I just saw the cartoon. Like, I probably maybe rented some of the cartoons from the same place I used to rent Transformers. Okay. Where, yeah. Like, I, I don't think it. Like, I kind of probably just saw it and I was like, "Oh, more transforming robots! I'll watch these." But uh, obviously, it never really like caught on with me. And uh, like, I, I I think I've only ever owned two GoBot toys. I. Uh, what do you call? It? I've owned Road Ra- uh, Road Ranger and Scratch, and Scratch was like my strike two for getting like I think I told you guys like I had a Skids and I used to think he was Trailbreaker, and then I got Scratch and then I was like oh this must be Trailbreaker, and then it w- it wasn't Trailbreaker and I never ended up with a Trailbreaker. So the end. I know a lot of people online have, have when they were kids, I, I know I did, because I was never lucky enough to own Optimus Prime, but we used uh, Road Ranger as kind of our default Optimus Prime, just yeah. because he was he was fucking red and blue and he was a truck. <laughs> yeah, He was like, my I, Optimus I was, Prime for all my smaller Transformer toys. Yeah, I was okay. going to say, he, he kind of, like, I was like, oh, he's kind of cool, he must be someone important, because he turns into a truck, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess since we're sharing stories... That super leader one uh, GoBot that Brian was talking about, I actually took out like testers paints and I painted some of it like red and yellow and blue so that it was my star scream for a long time. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my, better than an actual seeker toy G one seeker toy. So that's that's my 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 secret shame that leader one was my star scream for a long time or whatever. <laughs> what what about you, Yawn? Like, what was your first introduction to the to the GoBots franchise? Well, I know I I, I know I saw the cartoon first. Uh, I can't recall if it was in my regular rotation uh, on TV or if I rented it. I do know I rented it quite a few times. I recall an episode where they took on a bunch of alien bees. <laughs> Not the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. <laughs> you sure and they weren't gobo bees? <laughs> Not the bees. Ah! Uh, uh, the episode where they made like an evil clone of Leader One, and then um, uh, the first five parter. Yeah, oh, that's that's kind of fun to mention that like the the, the first five parter was called Challenge of the Gobots, but that just turned into the title of the show, just Challenge yeah, of the Gobots. Yeah. yeah. And I only owned two figures as a kid. 
uh, spoons and uh, water walk, but I think my water walk was a knockoff. Okay. GoBots got knocked off a lot. There was a lot of, like, cheap little clone GoBots out there. Yeah, I think I think speaking for myself, since, like, I know me and Tony were sort of introduced to it, it you know, in its zenith, I guess, I think... My first GoBot. <laughs> we hated GoBots before hating GoBots was cool. <laughs> no, 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 I, I like GoBots. No, like, I, I enjoyed them when I was a kid. I mean, I had a good time. I, I owned my fair share of them. You know, uh, you know, I, and me having the the main character itis disease. You know, that's what I tried to shoot for. Anything I saw in the cartoon was what I I tried to nab. Um, but I, I think my first GoBot was either Tank or Crasher. And the reason why I think that is because my Tank had no weapons by the end of my ownership of him, and his, like, right leg was broken and missing. So, like, he was basically like a gimpy tank where he just had, like, one leg to hop around on, and he always had to be in tank mode or, I don't know, he just, you know, basically... Just, like, rolling so, around on like, his treads, got any change? And, and I, think, I think Crasher, it was the black race car version, not the white one, but I one of the wheels was missing, and then that leg where the wheel was missing the the leg was kind of crooked like it was inverted so like the reason why i think they must have been my first was because they were like the most they had the most playwear the most damage to them so i was like it must have been one or the other that was my my first gobot or whatever i mean as far as like i was talking to to yawn about this the other night but as far as like something that's like you know, I was going to ask you guys, like, who are some of your favorite GoBots or maybe, you know, talk about your favorite toys or whatever. And I, I think if I ever compiled, like, a top ten list of, like, my favorite childhood toys, it would have to be the Guardian Headquarters. And I know some people are thinking, oh, it'd be, like, the Command Center. Well, it's not the Command Center that they all flew around in. This was actually, like, a playset. I just put a link down there so if you wanted to take a look at it and get an idea of what it is. But basically, it was kind of like a cardboard, like, diorama-type piece where you can, you know, basically stand up all these different sides of a building together. And, you know, it had GoBots printed on it and everything, and it had little ramps that the cars could go down. But yeah, I, I think the reason it why... It scale like the Super Size, more or less. Yes, too. yeah, yeah. So I think the reason why I liked it so much was because it seemed to be such a multi-purpose thing. Like, I, I think I used it for more than just GoBots. It was like, you know, I would have, like, the Superpowers team hang out there, or I'd have Transformers hang out there, or, you know, G.I. Joe. Joe, you know, like, anything like that. It seemed to work for me, you know, as a imaginative kid. It was just a fun playset or whatever. And then I guess the only other thing that I'd just give a shout out to was I, I never got the original leader one, like the the regular scale size that was in his normal colors. But I did manage to get the midnight blue gray repaint of leader one. And, I, I, you know, obviously I was fine with that by that point because I was like, oh, I'm never going to get leader one. And then there was this repaint of leader one, and I was like, well, that's going to have to work, you know, so I, I guess I have a soft spot for that version of leader one, because other than the Super Gobot version, which I've mentioned, I sort of destroyed because I, you know, painted all over it with Starscream colors, that was the only version of leader one that I had, but um, I guess I'll just sort of go in reverse, I know some of you guys mentioned, like, toys that you owned and everything, but, it, like, for yourself, Jan, is there any Gobot that's, like, your favorite Gobot or a, a favorite toy type thing? Oh, well, yeah, despite only owning two, I did play with several of my friends' GoBots uh, as a kid. And uh, one of my favorites was Stax. 
Okay. And, yeah, I also recall uh, Scratch. Uh, Leader One was pretty fun. Jeeper Creeper. I've always thought, like, Stax was, like, Huffer's, like, big buff brother or something like that. Because he was, like, the orange Super Gobot truck or whatever, so. I, I mm-hmm. was even a horrible, like, nerdy kid when I was a kid. Because I would, like, I had Jeeper Creeper, too, and I always was always, like, Jeeper Creeper. Fucking did, Jeep. <laughs> did, did anybody, like, try to use Jeeper Creeper as, like, their hound for some reason? Since you're talking about, like, swapping guys in. Because I, I remember my uh, my rescue was was Ratchet for a really long time. Jeeper Creeper was always really French to me because he had a beret. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a tire, Tony. <laughs> it's a beret. <laughs> It's a robo beret, and he'd be all like, "Oh, I don't jeep a creeper." Oh, you know. Well, what about you, Mike? I think we need to get insulting all the Gobot fans out of the way. So, what was your favorite Gobot? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I I think I only ever owned like Scratch and Road Ranger, so I guess it, by default it would have to be one of them. But and I I don't really recall like ever having any friends who had them. So yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to tell us that they were all gay. That's that's what you said on the IM. So. No, they, they they totally are, but I'm just saying. That... And, then, and then I said I said GoBots are not gay; they're just transsexual. <laughs> they're just transgendered, so it's okay. They're uh, robosexual. Uh, actually, I'm I'm pretty sure, like in in keeping with our main topic, um, I'm pretty sure a couple of my friends had some rock lords, and I okay. was like, man, these these things make GoBots look cool. <laughs> Awesome. Good job, Tonka. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I only yeah. had, uh, as far as Rocklords go, I had Boulder, and that was basically it. Like, so, like, I could speak to Boulder. He was a, a sturdy toy. Like, I think I lost his weapon right away, but he never broke, and he was pretty awesome. So, I mean, I can speak to that. Um, what, what about you, Tony? Like, is there any particular GoBot? I know you're you're the master of the top ten list, so is there anybody you want to pimp out as far as, like, your favorite GoBot or favorite toy or anything like that? Um, I guess I guess I will refer to uh, the top ten, ten list I did uh, about them a little while back. Um, there's one called uh, Defender, or Defender, and he was, like, this uh, six-wheeled tank, and it just amazed me how much he looked like a Transformer, and it kind of was like, you know, why weren't all the GoBots this cool? You know, I mean, some of them were really cool. I mean, there were. And I also, uh, I also had a, I had, I actually had a lot of them, but I also like this guy named Stinger. He was uh, a gold uh, sports car. He had a really fun transformation. One of the things that I've kind of realized as I've gotten older is that even though the GoBots were small, like all the small GoBots. They actually were a little bit more complex than the uh, bigger goal, uh, the the smaller Transformers. Yeah, so that that was kind of a cool thing. Um, and also, just to give a shout out, I never had them, but I always wanted them. And I think he is one of the cooler toys. I always wanted uh, Super Psykill because got rid of those oh, damn okay. legs and those damn engines that you lose all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a weird thing about the Psykill figure. Like you had to like carry around his engine otherwise when you lost it then he was just like an incomplete motorcycle pretty much uh, a yeah, wheelless and engineless motorcycle yeah he was just a guy who was all like well i guess i'll be on the bottom tonight <laughs> he's like i can crouch 
and, and, and I can do yoga. Follow me, Renegades. So I, I guess we're we're doing it in reverse. So so we're back with uh, Brian now, and I, so I know you you said that there wasn't too much going on with the GoBots, but is there any like character or or toy that is your favorite of the bunch? Or hmm, hard to say a favorite, but I did have um, the Super Psykill, and I played with him a lot. And for some reason, Scooter too. Like I really liked his toy, and his face isn't nearly as gay looking as it is in the cartoon. <laughs> So, like, he was a fun toy to play with, and, like, um, I ha- actually had a lot of the smaller ones. I, I thought most of their transformations were-, were interesting, and, like, like Turbo's a favorite of the small ones, and Road Ranger, where I already mentioned before. But with Scooter, like, I really liked the fact that his chest would flap open, because any time I had a big battle, that would be his battle damage. He'd always get shot in the chest, and then people would open up that, um... Always. They, they would open up that flap and fix them, so... I guess, um... I guess overall those would be my favorite. And then I didn't, like, I remember seeing rock lords on the playground. I was like, you know, why would I want to rock? But then, then, like, as an adult, as a collector, I started getting more of the rock lords. And so now I have most of them except for, like, some of the crystalline ones, which are kind of pricey. Oh, wow. Okay. You cool. know, yeah, I didn't realize they, they, they don't make so it many, as a favorite because so they many suck. Series. <laughs> the, the rock lords were neat as, like, Posability goes because they were actually much more posable than a lot of the uh, regular GoBots. Yeah, That's I didn't realize it. there were so many series of GoBots or Rock Lords. I guess like I, I just figured yeah. there was like the one series, but it seems like there were like three series, and then they had the the crystalline ones too. So I was kind of yeah. surprised those about are actually that. Pretty badass. Like I have the orange one, who I want to say his name's Ember, maybe, but I could be totally wrong. But like, well, some of those are, like, the most sought-after, like, GoBot pieces there are, so they're, like, pretty ridiculous when it comes to money. Alright, show these rocks what GoBots can do. This should be a crack-up. Okay, so I guess what we're going to do is we're going to move along to talking directly about the GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords movie. And we know that this was released in theaters by Clubhouse Pictures. I guess kind of, like, I know some of you guys may laugh when I mention this, or some of our listeners may kind of mock me when I mention this, but, I, I, you know, me and Tony were both kind of like the old men of the crew or whatever, and we saw this in theaters, but what, what this movie kind of reminded me of the most is the Care Bears movie, the the one where they had all the, you know, guys where they were kind of like, not Care Bears, you know, like they were like lions and elephants and all that other kind of stuff. And, you know, so, um, were okay, they Care Bear again? cousins, Derek. Care yeah, Bear okay. fucking cousins, man. So, so yeah, so I guess, I guess what I'm saying is that, that, uh, you know, the, the Rock Lords kind of remind me of the Care Bear cousins because you, you had these existing properties, whether it's like Care Bears or GoBots, right? And you're familiar with them. And then they try to, do this this you know feature film version of that franchise, but in the meantime they're also trying to spin you on to getting addicted to this other franchise, whether it's the Rock Lords or the Care Bear Cousins, um, and so I mean it's a pretty simplistic plot for the most part. I'm not going to go into it blow by blow, but basically what happens is. You know, it starts out on the planet Gobatron. You know, I, I think most people, if they're listening to this show, they've either seen GoBots or they've seen this movie at some point. But, it, you know, it starts out on the planet Gobatron. You've got the, the heroic guardians on the planet. 
Solitaire and Nugget, who were two rock lords from the planet Kordax, they crash land on the planet, and they basically enlist Leader One's help. Uh, Phytor is kind of being like the sneaky laser beak spy for the evil renegades, so they overhear all this, and it turns out there's a good group of rock lords and a bad group of rock lords. The good group is led by this guy named Boulder. The bad group, of course, is led by Kojak, I mean Magmar. And so, you know, Kojak leads all the bad guys, and it seems like a very feudal uh, period on that planet where there are all these different kind of like tribes almost of, of different rock lords. And the the key to all the tribes is they have a certain kind of like spear or staff or weapon or some kind that the head of the tribe usually has. The miracle and, aid of power. <laughs> yeah, and so so Solitaire has one of these little blades and you know, Boulder has one. But I guess Magmar's goal is he's kind of into conquest, so he's going around collecting all these different objects of power, and he's going to stick them on this big merry-go-round of doom, and when you stick them all together, it's supposed to unlock, like, the greatest power in the universe, and so, I mean, the, you know, the main basic plot is that, you know, good versus evil and all this kind of stuff, obviously there's there's a little bit too much of, of the, the Guardians and, and the good Rock Lords dealing with nefarious menaces on the planet that kind of slow down the overall plot, but, you know, eventually good versus evil and you know, good triumphs overall, and, and that's basically how the, the movie goes. But, I mean, I, I'm kind of curious what you guys think. Like, I kind of want to open it up to the floor and just ask what you guys thought of the Rock Lords movie. I, I, guess, I guess the best way to put it is it's very, very forgettable, but it's it's long, and it's not long. Like, people like to bash on Michael Bay movies, and they're like, Oh my god, this movie was two and a half hours long. It was so long. But, you know, it is long. That is a long time to be watching a movie. And, and but Brian, like, like this movie's like, a, like an hour and like 15 minutes. How long did it feel to you? Oh, well, counting the nap I had, it probably felt like a three to four hour movie. <laughs> so, I mean, I, th- I think the nap really refreshed me and allowed me to, you know, endure what was remaining once I woke up. I would like to say, though, as I've said many times about this movie, it's just as watchable today as it was in the 80s, meaning that it's total crap and no one should ever watch it, ever. Uh, I I totally agree with Brian, but, like, I I didn't take a nap during it, but, like, I had to watch it in, like, three installments, basically, because, like, one night I watched, like, a half hour of it. Then I was like, "How much? Uh, like, what? How much did I watch?" And I was like, "Only a half hour." Then the next night I watched another half hour, and then by that time I was like, "How much longer is this thing?" And I was like, 15 more minutes." Oh, I can't watch that tonight. And then like I finished it up. I finished it up like right before this like recording, pretty much. That's really it's bad like, when you got 15 minutes left. You're like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> it, it, it is very, very long and very, very. Uh, tedious, I guess, would be the good word. That's a good word for it. Very, very tedious. Yeah, it certainly gets it gets slow towards the end. I know, I know, there was some talk amongst us of uh, talking about the different star powers in the movie, whether it be, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, Tony had brought up some comparisons to like Transformers, the movie, like its star power versus the the star power in this movie. Obviously, I've already talked about. Telly Savalas, who loves you, baby. You know, Kojak is is leading the 
the bad group of rock lords is Magmar, but there's also Roddy McDowell is is playing Nugget, which is one of the good rock lords. And then, of course, who can forget everyone's favorite, Margot Kidder as Solitaire, the, the female crystalline rock lord. Yeah, pre 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 mental breakdown. Um, <laughs> well, who well, see, I, think, I think Mike said that like this movie made her crazy. <laughs> Definitely, it was the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> she couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. Or the straw that broke her mind. You remember when Margot Kidder was here? Oh, we loved you in the Superman movies. You were just wonderful. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, you know who drove her crazy in this movie, right? What? what let me just say, like, what's Tony? Let me ask you because I think you're the one who uh, of of everybody would know the difference between these two characters. Now, just tell us, Tony, what exactly is the difference between Professor Von Joy and Hair Fiend? Uh, I mean, you know, any uh, even a fool could tell you, Derek. Um. <laughs> Uh, the hair fiend is black, and he's a black heart, and Baron Joy is, like, uh, silver, but, like, Baron Joy is, like, a good guy. That is my point, is is Baron Von Joy, or Professor Von Joy, is a good guy who works for the Guardians, but who was in the fucking scene torturing fucking Margot Kidder? It wasn't Hair Fiend. Like, he's credited as Hair Fiend, and it's supposed to be Hair Fiend, but it was like a silver fucking car. So I'm like, the guy that was torturing her was a good guy. So I'm like, no wonder Margot Kidder cracked up and started eating bugs in the middle of the night, or whatever, you know, because she's like, it's the wrong fucking GoBot, you know? Well, well, a lot of people don't know this, but this is why Margot Kidder took the role, because she's a huge GoBot fan. <laughs> <laughs> she just her, agent, her agent contends that she was not in her right mind when she took this role. <laughs> They're like, you want to be in GoBots the Rock Lords? And she was like, of course, and her agent's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like uh, one thing Derek brought up that like I, I think is like why the movie is so tedious is in the middle of it, the the huge middle, like the god awful fucking middle of this movie. <laughs> like the the good guys aren't even fighting the bad guys; they're just you know they're land of the lost and getting you know fighting like. You know, like fucking grumpy and shit, and hiding from sleep stacks and shit. You know. Well, yeah, because they they there's a big sequence where they they basically they they fight the freaking uh, scraplets or whatever. But instead, <laughs> in this movie, they're the fucking like these big giant bugs that like hump and rape like the three main gobots, and they're like, I can't get through my air converters, you know, and everything. And then there's the uh, the rock. Dino Lord or whatever it was that they're fighting too. So I mean, it's like they don't they don't spend all this time. I mean, it's like obviously like yeah, they do spend some time fighting Psykill and Magmar towards the end. But there's a great deal of time where you know Magmar and Psykill are just kind of fighting with one another, and I, like the plots in this movie don't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like it's it's kind of like Psykill's basic goal is to either rule Gobatron. Or destroy it, maybe, in any given episode. But when the episode, 
or the movie starts, right? He's got like a fleet of these thrusters, and it's not like a, a data leading like four ships from you know Star Trek: The Next Generation fleet. Like it's a massive fleet, and I'm like, you'd think he could have taken over Govatron with a fleet that big, but what does he do? He just comes to Govatron to like kidnap like Solitaire and and Nick and AJ, the two human kids, and and uh, Smallfoot. You know, like I was like, that's the resources you spend to kidnap like two chicks and a, and some humans. Like I, you know, I'm like, I don't know what the plot is with that. And then like Magmar, it's the same thing. It's like Magmar's goal is to collect all these different energy, you know, blades and objects and weapons and everything from all these sort of feuding factions and tribes and everything. But the goal is, Oh, we're going to, stick it onto this giant merry-go-round device that spins around and everything, and it's going to unlock the ultimate power. But when it finally unlocks it, it's like this big, giant He-Man mace that Man-at-Arms uses, and it's like, it's just another, it's just another weapon, you know? Like, it's (laughs) like, I don't know, to me it was always like, okay, we're going to collect a bunch of knives to make the ultimate knife, knife. Thing you know, like you, you buy this Ginsu set of twelve knives, you get another knife. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, wait, that's the that's the plan for world power. Like, I don't get it. Well, I didn't know if you noticed, but in Psykill's thruster, it, it was in the back. You had to like really notice it, but it was a it was a uh, dry erase board, and it said attack Gobatron, steel rock guys question mark equals profit. <laughs> 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 it's all it's all in, in in lower print. It's like attack the women and children first, you know, like yeah. <laughs> even though I have a fleet of like four hundred fucking ships, like go for the weak point, you know, like okay. Well, I know Jan was saying like, you know, like the the beginning of this, you were talking about the beginning, like even before that, uh Jan yeah. what you're saying about like fucking like road construction time. <laughs> it's great riveting action of construction. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you haven't said too much, Jan. What do you what like besides just the opening of the seed, like what was your take on the, the film in general? Oh, it's just underwhelming. I mean, you 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 want to compare to the Transformers movie, which actually came out a few months after this. And whereas Transformers use toy animation, here you just have typical Hannibal Bear. It looks the same as it does in the show. There's nothing different. It's lazy, it's it's easy, it's simple. It, it, it's hard to watch. <laughs> Are you saying it's bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, no, that that is true though. You watch Transformers the movie, and like again, it's it's hard to it's hard to compare them, but it's hard not to compare them because they, you know, these were the two franchises that were competing against each other. And you look at the Transformers movie, you're like the animation is so lush, it's so good. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. If you look at the time frame and when it was released, that that's good animation. That's really good animation. Then you watch GoBots and you're just like, like Derek said, it's like the fucking Care Bears, you know? <laughs> so they could have... Well, the other thing too is I, the one thing I was talking to Yantu the other night about was the the fact that we we do all these Transformers Tuesdays where we're talking about things like the Autobot Run and the Immobilizer, you know, these these episodes that are animated by you know the Korean studio Acom and how they're kind of piss poor animation studio and it looks kind of it's it's the more disappointing animation of of the various studios that have worked on that tv show but it it always feels like 
every episode of GoBots is like an ACOM episode. Like, there's mm-hmm. always mistakes. There's always the Professor Von Joy is torturing Margot Kidder instead <laughs> of Herafine kind of, you know, mistakes and errors and things like that, where there, there's always something like that going on. I feel like you guys must have watched a different movie than me, because, I mean, didn't you guys see the scene where they transformed to rocks and, like, rolled away? Like, <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, look, there's a ship that's gonna find the secret base. Everybody, rock! <laughs> I don't know. That, that kind of like ties into a criticism, like I have about, I guess maybe even the franchise in general, where even like with Transformers and GoBots, their whole gimmick is that they turn into other things, or well, they have to say in this movie they convert or whatever, because maybe they can't say transform, but like. There's a scene where Turbo makes a whole big deal about how he can't convert, and then, like, Scooter fixes him, and he, like, transforms, and he drives around, and he's all happy. And then he doesn't transform again for the rest of the movie. He doesn't use it in battle. And, like, I'm kind of like... And aside from the fact that all the GoBots just fly everywhere in robot mode, I'm kind of like, well, you're not, like, kind of utilizing your main gimmick that well, I guess. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, Mike, I mean, like I said, you know... uh before we started the broadcast, the, the rock lords used theirs a lot. They were like, <laughs> they were just like tapping later on those. Like, I, I turned into a rock. You want to see it? <laughs> they sold the shit out of that gimmick. <laughs> I could roll over here. This, this is how I get around. Pretty neat, huh? Turn into their rock suitcases. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I mentioned this. This is, I think, one of me and Brian's favorite moments of the episode because it's just so horrible. Uh, one of the the good rock lords, uh, one of Boulder's crew, he's like trying to sneak into the bad guy lair. And he touches the merry-go-round of doom, and he's just like, you know, like, ah, you know, like fucking Ghost Riders, you know, my head's on fire, you know. He like has to get away, so he jumps out the fucking window, and he turns into a suitcase, and he just plummets. <laughs> That's like the action scene, <laughs> with no real payoff. You just watch him fall and fall. Yeah, 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 I swear I thought I thought because he turns into like uh, well, I don't know what it was like granite or whatever the hell Rocky turns into. I could have sworn like the reason why it was such a long pan to the bottom of the fucking mountain that took like what seemed like days to get to <laughs> is like like oh he's gonna fall and he's gonna land into the same type of rock that he is and then the, the guy that Peter Cullen played Tombstone he's gonna come out and go what oh look I don't see nothing because he blended in but. There wasn't any, like, payoff moment like that. It was just this long-winded scene of him falling out of the fucking... Like, it's supposed to be action-packed. Like, look at me, I bounced off a fucking mountain into the bottom. <laughs> you know, like, like, imagine the comlink thing, and it was like, you know, I guess his name was Greta. I think that's his name. Was oh, like, okay, Greta, yeah. Greta, Greta, what are you doing? I've just escaped the evil rock lord's lair. Uh, what are you doing? Falling! Like, ten minutes later. Greta, what are you doing now? Still falling! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was also like a lot of awkward lines and dialogue and everything because I, I remember basically like the the bad rock lords and and Psykill think oh we've we killed Leader One and Boulder and now we're gonna you know fight amongst ourselves and everything and stuff like that but then Leader One and Boulder bust in and everything and Psykill's like you know with his five o'clock shadow from Fred Flintstone's beard, you know, that he's been wearing, like, since the movie started. And he's, like, sitting there going, Leader One, that Gobot has more lives than a cat! And I'm kind of like, do you mean, like, Gobo Cat? Like, where... Why Why are you talking about cats? It's like Turbo can't even say the word eyes. He's like sitting there going like, oh, gee, you guys are sure a sight for sore optic o- article 
nugget old things that are in my head, you know? It's like, <laughs> just say fucking eyes then. Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm just like, just looking at him like, what the hell's a cat? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I just had two funny things to bring up. Um, the first thing, like, we were talking about how monotonous and tedious, like, the plot is. Like, I think, like, when they're in the, what do you call it, the Rock Lords have attacked them, and then they team up with them. And then, like, at some point, Matt, like, the older human, he says, like, something like, you know, I can't die on this planet. Like, I have plans, like, elsewhere. Like, he says something to that effect. And it kind of felt like he was saying, like, like this, it's too embarrassing for me to die in this movie. Like, this is stupid. Like, I'm not going to die for this. Like to this meta can... meta commentary on on how they don't actually want to be in the movie. <laughs> I can't be stuck on this planet for the rest of my life. I got plans back on Earth. Like, uh, guys, I ordered a pizza. I need to get home like pretty quick. What, what were you saying about marbles before, Mike? Oh, like that's yeah. My avatar is the toy of marbles, who who looks completely different than what he did in the the actual movie. Like yeah, he, he, looks... he looks. He looks like that guy from the Twilight Zone, you know, the to serve man. You know, it's a cookbook. The big guy with the big humps <laughs> on his head, like that's yeah. What he looks or like I was thinking like the, the leader from Hulk, like yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's totally what he looks like. He's got those big like twin bumps on his head and everything. Uh, Again, he kind of looks like he's got like a cabbage for a head or something. Yeah, and he looks. He has a relatively like normal face, but I don't know. Like all watching this movie, I kind of thought felt like he was like the John Edward of the Rock Lords or something because he was like you know he's like all these vague like I sense that like they meet the GoBots and he's like I sense that one of your names begins with an M N L L L L leader one that's me oh my god how did you know it's like uh, he's like I sense like even at the end he's like I sense we will meet the gobots like again one day and they never did <laughs> well 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 a lot of people don't know this but like marbles was going to be the big commercial tie-in character he was going to be in a lot of commercials and he's going to like drink coke and he's like right before he drinks he's going to be <laughs> I sense that I'm going to be refreshed soon, and he like takes a big gulp. You know? It's like when the when the thruster is firing on them. He's like, I sense that they want to shoot us. <laughs> His like arm gets lopped off. I sense that I'm in pain soon. He's like, uh, what did you say, Tony? He's like the Deanna Troy of the <laughs> Rock Lords or something. Yeah, he's getting like punched in the face. He's like, I sense you're angry with me. <laughs> No, I, I think that's like one of the things that's kind of sad about the movie, though, is that like like Derek said, this is supposed to start like a whole new thing. Like this is supposed to be like a spinoff kind of like with the you know the Rock Lords Thursdays at eight or whatever you want to fucking call it. But none of the characters are really engaging. I mean, even Telly Savalas, you know, God love him, you know, uh, Roddy McDowell, you know, they tried their best. They they didn't suck. They they did their job. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go to bat for, I mean, we may rag on the animation, but I'll, I'll go to bat for, like, all the voice talent in this. I mean, they do their damnedest to sell the the, the emotion or the feelings or the, the action that's going on and everything. I mean, you know, you've got even crossover from from Transformers. I mean, they have some of those same cast members trying to sell stuff. you got Peter Cullen doing the, the Tombstone voice, and he was doing, like, Tank on the old GoBot series, or, like, you you were saying, you know, Frank Welker is, is Scooter. So, I mean, you've got all these these talented, you know, voice actors, you know, whether it be, you know, movie stars that we're familiar with, like Roddy McDowell or Telly Savalas or whatever, and, you know, even, even Margot Kidder, you know, so... 
Yeah, it just it's just the script. There's just not a whole lot there, and you know, you're just you know, like yeah, like, like I was saying, like Psykill, he, you, me and you rag on his five o'clock shadow, and like, what do they give you know Magmar? Fucking five o'clock shadow because he's evil, and that's what evil guys have. You know, Tony, Tony, it was the '80s, like three 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 evil people. It was Psykill, Magmar, and George Michaels. They were all <laughs> evil because they had five o'clock shadow. You know why? Because they didn't bother to shave. That's, I mean, that's how you know someone's evil, right? I can I want to see a, a music video of Magmar, like, singing about, like, you know, the faith. You gotta have, no, I gotta have the spear, the spear, the spear. <laughs> Baby! Oh, man. I just, I just, I guess, felt bad for the, like, I like those guys, but I, I think I just felt bad that they had to be in this movie, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we well, said Margot Kidder probably went crazy because of this. Is is probably her agent? You know, he was like, Margot, it's Larry. I got this great movie. It's called Battle of the Rock Lords. It's got like those Transformers. Those are huge right now. This 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 will stave off your encroaching madness. <laughs> it, it merely escalated it. Like you know, that's okay. Guarantee you won't go crazy making this movies. <laughs> She's like, she's like, you don't understand. Hair fiend is not Professor Longjoy. <laughs> Give me some bugs. I, I have a good feeling I know what to make the title card for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, Superman doesn't call me anymore. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm going to give you this orange juice and you're going to tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old throwback, man. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that, that, that's what I'm here for. Later um, one, squeeze this for me. <laughs> oh, can't. <laughs> Damn, that's hard. Pull you through the spear of the fire. Get it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Your hands not burnt. Oh. <laughs> uh. No, uh, Brian, you've been kind of quiet. I know, I know you you have much venom towards this, and you're like <laughs> you, you don't have a you don't have a whole lot to say because you might you might explode. But <laughs> but uh, was there actually anything you actually enjoyed, or was it just it just complete crap all the way through for you? Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know that I did enjoy any of it. That's sad to say. Like, I'm not even trying to, like, hate on it or be funny. But, like, trying to think, did I enjoy anything? Like, not really. Um, <laughs> I started out trying to watch this with my five-year-old daughter because she's really cool about watching cartoons, whether they be, you know, old classics like Secret of Nim or, you know, more modern stuff like um, the Batman Blu-ray Derek just sent me. We've been watching that. But so like this morning, I'm like, I got to watch this show. It's kind of my homework for this week. And, you know, even after 10 minutes, she's like, Dad, I'm going to go to the other room. Like she wanted to go do something else rather than watch TV, which is like unheard of for a kid. But she would not watch the, the show. Awesome. She's like, I've got this the, the attention span of a five-year-old because I am a five-year-old. And this <laughs> fucking sucks. OK, so I'm just going to go in here. <laughs> Well, if her grades ever start slipping because of too much TV, I know what to do. I'll just be like, all right, well, I'll put in GoBots. No, I don't want to watch it. I'll go do. I'll go study. So I guess it serves some benefit to... The Battle of the Rock Lords is the ultimate punishment for kids. <laughs> it's probably not the tagline they really wanted to sell it as, but I guess ultimately that's how it turned out. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I, I, I think one of the... Oh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, it makes an hour of being grounded in your room seem like five. <laughs> Please, Dad, no! <laughs> I've been in my room for like seven hours. I don't want to be grounded that long. You just watched like, the Go like... Boss movie. What? <laughs> right, instead of counting to three, now I can just go one, two, Go Bots! It's in. Awesome. I don't know, Brian. You might want to watch out. They might actually call social services on you for that. <laughs> you made her watch Go Bots! <laughs> My God, man. It's like, sir, we're going to have to ask to take the Go Bots DVD away, sir. <laughs> Open up. Put it on the floor. Back away slowly. <laughs> I've got the He-Man Christmas special. Get away. It's like, they're like, dear God, it's already in the VCR. They like, shoot up the TV. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's actually one, one funny thing about the uh, the movie. Um, if you guys look it up, it's on YouTube. Just look up, like, GoBot's YouTube poop. That's what it's under. And there's, like, the scene where, like, Turbo's really, like, aggressive. He wants to blast the the stupid rock that Jan was talking about that, like, crashed into Gobatron that doesn't look like a meteor. And <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, you know, in the in the movie, he's like, I'm going to blast them before they blast us, but they, like, use creative editing, and he's like, I'm going to bleep them before they bleep us! <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, like, make a pretty foul mouth and stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, 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 Brian, you were showing us a video. Uh, yes, I should mention that you you talking about that actually does bring up one positive aspect that GoBots has brought into my life. And there is a fan-made video of Unicron attacking Gobotron, and they use a lot of the scenes from the opening of the uh, Rock Lords movie in that video, so that's pretty funny. So that's nice. my one thing positive about the movie. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we did watch it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> lots, lots of... <laughs> well, I guess, I guess we should end it on a positive note, so I think we'll let that take us out of the show for tonight. Um, are we are we doing awesome thing of the week this week? Yeah, I, I kind of would like to this time. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. So sure. yeah, so we're gonna move on to our regularly scheduled segment, which is what's awesome in your world this week. Um, hopefully, if you've been with us for a uh, hundred plus odd episodes, you know what awesome thing of the week is. But basically, it's a segment where we just like to talk about something that is awesome in our world, whether it be a piece of entertainment, you know, whether it's a movie or a book or just something really cool that we wanted to share with our listeners and, and hope they check out. So uh, you know, Tony seemed pretty enthusiastic about awesome things in his world this week, so so why don't we uh, start with Mr. Tony Jackson. What is awesome in your world this week, sir? Um, it's it's uh, a lot of things, but it's under one banner, so I can go through them pretty quick. After a huge toy drought of not getting anything for seeming forever, I decided to use Amazon for what it's used for and actually just get the crap I want. And um, also with some good scores at Walmart who actually decided to stock things up, I scored some good stuff, and also a weird thing at Walgreens. Um, this week, in the last week since I've talked to you guys, I've gotten Rat Trap, um, Roadbuster, and Tankor from the Thrilling 30s line. Um, all are pretty good figures. Tankor's probably the least impressive, but he's still pretty fun. Rat Trap is really nice. Um, he's a solid figure. He looks much better than his original uh, Beast Wars version. And uh, Roadbuster is just, you know... To, to use words that the kids today use. He's just the tits, man. Uh, got a lot of weapons, great transformation, great figure. And at Walgreens, um, much to some of my fan hole friends' 
disgust at me. Um, <laughs> like disgust slash admiration. I did pick up Agent Venom. Um, he's a Walgreens exclusive. He's very hard to find. I was really excited because I never get good exclusives. I am always the last one on the boat, so I kind of felt good about that. Uh, he's a good figure. He's pretty nice. He's got like a good sculpt, and um, I was really happy to get him. So uh, yeah, pretty much just an amazing toy week for me. I was I was glad to get some good stuff that I wanted. Is the plastic cool, cool on Venom? He is not rubbery. Uh, yeah, yeah. I should tell you that. Yeah, that's good news. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Cool. What, what about you, Brian? You got anything awesome in your world this week? Uh, Tony had so many awesome things in his week. I think it created a vacuum in my week. And so <laughs> thanks for the horrible week, Tony. No, but uh, even the last thing awesome I can think of would be like Guardians of the Galaxy in theaters. Um, I ended up going three times to it, like to see it in the theater, just because I loved it so much. And if, honestly, like if I had a friend that I could convince to go see it again, I'd probably go see it a fourth time. So just really like that movie, and, and that's about it since then. Cool. I, I will. I will say I, I've I've seen two movies in the theater this summer as far as big uh, blockbuster summer movies. GOTG was one of them. So Secret Brothers on that. I think we're all Secret Brothers on that. I think we all love that movie. So yeah. Yeah. No, what was the other one you saw, Tom? Uh, the other one uh, I saw, uh, not Winter Soldier. Crap. It was not a great movie. It was a comedy. Robocop. Oh. <laughs> Robocop yeah. was a comedy. <laughs> Made me laugh, so a farce. I can't remember it because it was with a friend, and they wanted me to go see it with them. I had to look it up. It was, it was it was a it was one of those like you have to come see it with me. I'm like I don't want to, and they're like eh. And I'm like whatever. Okay. Hmm. Gotg was my repay though. I was like I want to see Gotg, and you're you're coming with me, and they're like okay. <laughs> and she ended up loving it. So hey, there you go. Cool. All right. Well, what what about you, Mike? What is awesome in your world this week? Speaking of Marvel movies, as we're recording this, uh, The Winter Soldier came out on Blu-ray, so I picked that up the other day, and I watched it this morning. I watched all the, like, extra uh, scenes and deleted stuff and gag reels and all the... Like, I made my way through the entire Blu-ray, pretty much, but I really like that movie, and I'm glad to own it now, so that's pretty yeah. much my awesome thing. Yeah, I, I did the same myself this week, so yeah, it's a good Blu-ray, good movie. Both Both those Marvel movies are... Good solid films, so yeah, totally. But oh, I just is, remembered it was uh, it was Neighbors. That was the really horrible comedy I had to go see. Oh, okay. yeah, it's all right. How about you, Jan? I know this is probably your first time doing a What's Awesome in Your World this week, but since you are doing the GoBot show and and we are, are glad to have you here, um, is there anything awesome in your world this week that you'd like to share with the Fanholes listener base? Uh, well, I obtained one of the download codes to get the Super Smash Brothers uh, demo for 3DS yesterday. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty fun. You can only uh, battle on the Battleground stage, and you have uh, five characters to choose from. Uh, this demo has unlimited uses. Uh, there's going to be a, a wide-release demo that comes out next Friday that anybody can download. Uh, as far as I've heard, you can only play it up to 30 times, though. And then the game officially comes out in North America on October 3rd, whereas Japan got the game yesterday. Nice. Um, I know there's a lot of characters that are new that you've been putting on uh, Bot Talk, showing us who they are. Um, who are the five you get to play right now? Uh, Mario, Link, Pikachu, 
the villager from Animal Crossing, and Mega Man. Oh, two of the new guys. Cool. Yeah, Mega Man and Villager. I, I've been really wanting to see how Mega Man plays. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a little difficult to control at first, but yeah, he's pretty fun. Cool, cool. Because you can run, it, run and shoot at the same time, you see. Oh, ah, just like the game. Does he have, like, a charge shot like Samus did, or...? Yes, it's uh, it's his forward smash, so it would be like left or right and A at the same time, and then you hold it and he'll charge up. Oh, that's cool. Cool. All right. Uh, for my awesome thing, I just wanted to give a nod to a podcast that I've been checking out lately, and they actually gave us a shout-out, uh, you know, uh, on their own show, because uh, I had emailed them. So uh, this is for the uh, Hey Kids Comics podcast over on the Two True Freaks Network. It's actually hosted by a, a father and son duo from the UK. It's uh, Andrew and Michael Leyland. And so they, they do a weekly show about comic books and everything, and they're currently doing a show about nothing but the 90s. So I was listening to their part three of, of that segment that they're doing where they're talking about you know different comics from the 90s and everything. And um, I had sent them an email uh, previously because I was listening to an episode of the Supermates podcast, which is hosted by uh, Chris and Cindy Franklin, and they also gave us a shout-out on their show. Um, so I just wanted to sort of mention both those shows and that, uh, you know, you obviously you'll be able to check them out by listening or listening by, by looking at our, our awesome, uh, cool sites, um, you know, over on the right hand side of the blog and everything. So if you're interested in any of those shows, go ahead and check those out. Um, and I appreciate all the shouts out to uh, Fan Holes and History of Comics on Film because they, they mentioned both those on the show. So, yeah, that's that's my awesome thing of the week. If you like uh, superhero comic book type podcasts, give that a listen. And I guess that pretty much wraps up our show for tonight. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC. The merry-go-round spins around and releases the same knife that we all put on the merry-go-round. <laughs> hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Mike Thunderwing. Uh, this is Tony, and I'm just going to jump out of a fucking window and turn into a rock. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Jan, Air Hammer. We'll all do that. <laughs> That's how we'll exit the podcast. I, I think it'd be more awesome if, like, the, it was a window there. You know? It'd be more epic. <laughs> That's going to smack into a wall. <laughs> Peace! song. All right. Peace out.